When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! <laughs> Never a doubt. Had it the whole way. Lakers by a million or six in overtime. It was uh, w- it was just such a weird game last night, Slee. It was the, like they won, so everything feels pretty good because yeah. they won. They get four days off. Sort of good. They go into the next series against the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's not uh, your season's hanging in the balance. And by the way, you just played everybody 96 minutes last night, and good luck. You can. You, there's a lot of silver lining in a weird game last night, but here, here I want to start right here because okay. we were talking yesterday. We were talking with during crosstalk, and you and I spent a lot of time talking about it. What is the recipe if Minnesota is going to win that game? The recipe was Anthony Edwards goes nuts and drops thirty to forty points. The recipe is that happens plus Carl Anthony Towns has one of his better games and he drops. 30 to 40 points and then the rest of the supporting cast kind of does what they need to do that's not what happened what happens is anthony edwards might have had the worst game of his career the Went worst 0 for 9 from three and made only made three field goals and two of them yeah. were late with dunks he was terrible carl mm-hmm. anthony towns was in foul trouble almost the entire second half missed a lot of time they went six minutes without a field goal and the lakers needed overtime to beat them I mean, the, the, never mind the recipe to win the game. This, this was a recipe for the blowout. Edwards is bad. Towns is in trouble. And the Lake and, and LeBron and AD both played somewhere between good enough and pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. They needed overtime. Now, they win. They get rest, all these yeah. things. But that was literally the definition of escape and nothing more. So not just overtime. They needed a complete collapse from the Timberwolves. Timberwolves went six minutes without scoring in the fourth. Um, on top of everything that you just said, I don't know what the what the Timberwolves were doing in the fight. They had twelve points in the fourth quarter, and I want to give credit to the Lakers defense because they deserve some credit. Yep. They don't deserve all the credit. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes from the Minnesota Timberwolves that you're just you're kind of scratching your head. It's like which team is going to make the next turnover? Right. And they were going back and forth. Minnesota, I think, had twenty four turnovers. Um, I didn't expect, and I, I don't think a lot of people expected last night to go the way it did. And the way you set it up of, wait a minute, no, no, no. If the recipe, if this is going to happen, then this is a blowout, right? Of course. That that not only wasn't the case, you walked away. I, I liked. I had, I had a few comments in the postgame show. You walked away where people were saying, hey, look, I'm glad they escaped this game. But damn, I feel a little bit different than I did 24 hours ago. We, we, look, we got plenty of time to get in that Grizzly series. We got plenty of time to get ready for that because they don't play until Sunday. But I don't know how much of this is just fatigue. I don't know how much of this is um, lack of execution. I don't know how much of this is certain guys that you expected to play well didn't play well. But they the 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 word survival that is literally the word to describe the Lakers. They survived, and now they get four days off, which I think is more important than anything, and they get a chance to come back on Sunday. But that that was as close as you can possibly get 
to losing an opportunity and having to play on Friday and then going to Denver if you win that game? It was a lot like you'd suggested over the last couple of days, which was I don't I didn't think they came out flat. I think they came out and they were playing hard, but they weren't playing well, right? It, it was this weird combination of your role players, Dennis Schroeder aside, mm -hmm. really seemed to struggle through the early part of the game. Rui Achimura got going towards the end, and he was the guy that was on the court. But hit a big he, three in OT, huge, played a lot of defense. Huge, yep. and he's and he's you know he's a big guy, so yeah, he, he, he brings a lot of size. Yeah, he does. Um, Russell, D'Angelo Russell was terrible. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to, to describe it. Austin Reeves was not much better than that. Malik Beasley barely played. Jared Vanderbilt was not very good. Mm -hmm. That all of these guys that we thought, okay, the reason that the Lakers are so much different is because of these supporting players along the way. And other than Schroeder and, and Hachimura, we'll put him in there too. Yeah. Um, other than those two guys, those guys no-showed or, or worse. And if it's not for Schroeder knocking down a big shot, if it's not for LeBron and AD carrying a lot of the water, being very active. Now, they made a bunch of mistakes too, but – the thing that made them so dangerous against Memphis, against potential second-round matchup against Golden State or Sacramento, whoever it might be, was the fact that they're not just reliant on those two players. And last night they were basically reliant on those two players plus Schroeder. That's alarming. And that's why it feels so different yesterday to today, even though they won the game. So I'll I'll say, you know, on top of what some of the players did, let, Reeves as an example didn't have a good game, but at least you could depend on Reeves. He's going to play defense. Mm -hmm. The guy is going to kind of – he'll find a way to contribute one way or the other. A lot of the conversation, I think, was more about Minnesota losing the game than the Lakers coming out and winning that game. I don't think there's any question. Listen, they, they had a run, Lakers never, and you said something when they were down 80-65. to 65. You're op more optimistic than me because I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm like, all Minnesota has to do is hit two more buckets, and this game is over. Maybe one. And I'm not even talking 80-65. to 65. I'm talking about towards the end of the game where they still had a six-point lead, a four-point lead. They were stuck lead. on 95 for like five move. minutes. They didn't move, and then Braun ends up hitting that big three, and, and you know that obviously ties the game. Um, I even thought, I mean, for me, I even thought when they went to overtime, AD commits the foul on Mike Conley. Uh -huh. At that point, I'm like, all right, well, you usually lose games like this. If Conley hits all three of these free throws, explain to me how this squad has any more energy to go out there and finish this game off what they were fortunate of. Minnesota didn't have anybody. Every starter that say, they played was over 40 minutes anyway. It anyways. wasn't what the Lakers did. It's what the T-Wolves the couldn't do. Mm -hmm. they, they were done. They, and whenever it's going bad for my squad, right, my team – I like to say, okay, it, am I just feeling this emotionally or like looking at it a little more objectively? If I were rooting for the other team, how would I feel? Even though the Lakers were not particularly good last night, if I'm watching the Timberwolves as a Timberwolves fan, I mean, we're going to blow this game. We went five minutes. Even That was a gift at the end. They mm -hmm. didn't do it. Had that been a shot where Conley just knocks it down, maybe it gives you a little bit of life and a little bit of energy. It was more of a last-minute reprieve, right? That mm. All right, we're going to play five more minutes. But the momentum, for the most part, still to me felt very on the Lakers' side. If they were playing against anybody other than that Minnesota team last night, the game's over on the spot. Or if Minnesota had their guys. If Minnesota had but some of their other their players. Best, their best guy was so bad. Mm -hmm. he was, it was, every time he shot it, you're like, oh, thank God, it's him again. That you were thinking, if you're Minnesota, like, dude, can we stop taking threes if you're Anthony Bennett or Anthony Edwards? Can we I, please not do that again? I saw something, and ESPN just put it up here. They got uh, the NBA Today show going on. They said that the average 
length of shot in the fourth quarter for the Timberwolves was 21 feet. Think about how many jumpers they had to be taken. It's 22 feet for a three. Right. So one layup probably brought that under, you know, 22. They just lived on the outside. And Lakers escaped. They got lucky. What was it like inside the building, Al? Was it both before and then as they were tricking it off and then when they escaped at the end? I think frustrating. The best way to put it, you had Laker fans who were ready to explode. We hadn't had a a real game here with full capacity. It's been years since they've had that, right? So – there was a lot of frustration inside the building. It's like, oh my gosh, we're down eight. Damn, we're down eleven. Damn, we're down fifteen. And then when the, even when the Lakers were coming back, it's not like they went on a ten nothing run in two minutes. No, it, it was just a slow bleed for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So uh, to to kind of talk about what you're saying, there was a lot of wow, I think we still have a chance, and then they finally tied at ninety five, and the place just erupts. Then they take the lead, the place erupts, and then. The three-pointer that Conley get, which I didn't even watch it there. I'm watching it basically on my phone here <laughs> coming up the elevator. What a post-game show to do. Go back to the beginning of it. When, yeah. when the, the game was just about to start or you know, early in the part, first part of the first quarter, was it playoff buzzy? Was it like we've talked about some of these other big games like that? Or was there a little bit of, all right, we're, we're okay, right? Because there's, there's the difference between we're going to kick their ass and yeah. I hope we win tonight. There's, there's a different energy between those two things. So I'm going to go back to something. If you remember a couple months ago, you and I were talking about it, and I said, Trav, this is well before the trade deadline. I'm like, they got to have a playoff series. Like, you need to have a playoff series this year. And I kind of gave my reasons for what that's going to be. Last night coming into the game – I don't think there was that much worry. I think it was kind of loose coming in. And that Laker crowd was, we're about to do some work tonight. When did it change? Um, I th- the, I, it's funny. The first, the first six to ten minutes of a basketball game will tell you a lot of what the game is going to be. The Lakers didn't jump out to an eight-point lead where then everybody is up and they're going crazy. It's the Lakers down six or eight points right out the gate. Um, it didn't really change, or it changed pretty early on. At halftime, they're down 11. Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's much to be excited about. You're down 11. Kind of getting thrown at off. That point? I knew they I, were going to make it. I thought they were going to win at that point. I knew they were going to make it a game. But by the time they got to the fourth quarter, they weren't doing anything to make you think they're going to come back in this game. Minnesota was hitting a lot of these big shots as well. And you just didn't know the Timberwolves were going to collapse. They scored 17 points in the final 17 minutes of the game. Or no, 16 points. They scored 12 in the fourth quarter and four in overtime. That's a real collapse. Most teams are not going to have something like that. So to answer your question, there are plenty of moments in the fourth quarter that I thought they're not coming back in this game. I thought they were going to win at the half. I thought that they were still in it when they were down 15 in the third quarter. But you're right. When when it got into the fourth quarter, and it's still seven or eight, right? And you're thinking, okay, this is the NBA. The, every team, especially a team that maybe the Lakers aren't a great team, but the Lakers are a good enough team. A good enough team is going to have that 12-4 to four run. It's going to happen. It happens in every game in the league, right? They hadn't really done it at that point. And it never, they never got super hot like that. But even when they were down... I thought that they were going to win the game, not because of what they were doing, because of who they were playing. And maybe and what I, Minnesota maybe, was doing. Maybe I still don't get the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm still not giving them enough respect along the way. But Carl Anthony Towns does not scare me, right? That uh, Anthony Edwards was having such a bad game. 
he wasn't scaring me last night. The rest of those guys kept making shots, but it's like those shots are going to start start to miss at some point. LeBron's are going to start to go in. Schroeder's are going to start to go in. ADs are going to start to go in. Midway through the fourth quarter, not feeling great about it, but even when they were behind, it felt okay because of the opponent. If they were playing Oklahoma City last night, for instance, I've seen them give the Lakers all sorts of trouble for years. That would have felt different. But with Minnesota, it felt like you had this odd escape hatch because Minnesota doesn't scare me like so that. So we're, we're watching the same game at the same time. We probably have different thoughts yeah. in that situation. What you thought, this is what I thought. I thought, well, Anthony Edwards is going to just start driving the ball to the basket, and he's going to get fouls, and they're going to be kind of smart with – Lakers were had five fouls before you blinked in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Usually that bounces out. I'm thinking – they're going to start taking the ball to the basket. They're going to start getting some easy buckets, or maybe that whistle is going to go their way. They just kept shooting jumpers. Every jumper they took, it was like, all right. Thank well, you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> sounds good. I guess nobody has to really think of anything or try to figure out what to do in this situation. All right, some of your phone calls coming up next, 877-710-ESPN. And what the hell, AD? What, what are we doing right there? And how? if the Lakers escaped, what are we calling what Anthony Davis got away with last night? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, this isn't the most important thing from the game yesterday. I do think that it's something that I thought about while watching the game. So, uh, Dervin Ham uh, used a challenge and won the challenge. So, why don't you get to keep your challenge? They can use it later. I just That's what I just don't understand at all about basketball is that if you got it right, if you if they made a mistake that you don't just get to keep it and use it later to also correct them later. I just don't understand this. I, I'm with you that I, I don't want the game to stop any more than it needs to, but if you have a challenge and you get it right, I don't know why you don't get to keep your challenge. Because it's not like guys are going to be throwing a challenge in all the time. You're only going to use it if you're either desperate or you are going to be or you know you're going to be right. Yeah. I don't think it really changes the flow of the game at That's all. That's what I, happens in football. Yeah, football, you get it right, you keep your challenge. It's not a big – then you get inside two minutes or whatever the, the number is and the, it's booth initiated. But, yeah, there, there were a couple of times where you felt like, yeah, the Lakers should really benefit from a challenge here, but they'd used it earlier in the game. I don't mind the way it is. I – I'll use yesterday as an example. Greg and I actually, Greg was sitting next to me yesterday and we were talking about Lakers had a, they were called for a goaltend and it wasn't a goaltend. And it was early on in the second quarter. And I told Greg, I said, they should use their challenge right now. He goes, no, no, no. Why don't you save it till later? I said, because that just cost them two points. You don't know if a challenge down the road is going to actually cost you points. 
And then Darvin Ham down the road uses a challenge on a Jared Vanderbilt block that was called a foul. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what'd they get out of it? They ended up being a jump ball because nobody had the ball. I didn't like when he used his own challenge. Now, that's just getting a little bit into the weeds of when you use your challenge, but I don't know. I, I think there's enough stops in basketball. I, if they don't, if they don't get another one, I, I'm not but losing. It's also where coaches it. come into play, where it, good coaching. Is. It for, wasn't for sure. a good challenge it, by Darvin it, Ham. It, it wasn't a good challenge by Darvin Ham, but he also was right. And and if you're right about these things, the, the idea of replay to me is to fix obvious mistakes. That was an obvious mistake. And if everybody in the building, other than the three guys with whistles, sees it, Mm -hmm. we can fix it. Because if it's one of those block charge things that could go either way, you're not going to get a ton of those. And if you you try it and it's a 50-50 play and you miss it, you're done. They're probably going to go with whatever they use. You're you're done. But when it's really obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Like the play where LeBron dove for the ball. If that were, if you still had your challenge, you probably challenged that because I don't think he fouled him right there. It was just kind of incidental contact in that moment. But regardless, I don't mind. You only get one, but if you if they make ten mistakes and I call you out ten times in a row and I keep getting it right, that should I shouldn't be penalized you because you're rest. bad at your job. Right? Exactly. I think. I get it. What's I, the downside? I understand the concept because we're stopping the game every time. They're just going to keep, but but they're not going to use it a lot. They, you would get to use it. They would have used it one more time, maybe two more times. I would rather them worry about when you do some type of a review, get it in sixty seconds or less. You have a clock right there. Here's the review. Sixty seconds. We move on. I'm also Fine. with John on only do reviews under two minutes. I, I think there's other ways to do it. That's fine, too. I think there's other things that are more glaring to me than that. Th- those are both good examples, too, but I just don't understand why if I'm right, I'm also penalized while being right. That just mm-hmm. seems that it's disconnected to me. It's fair. I, yeah. I just I, I don't know if I'm losing sleep over it, but you're not, you're not wrong in the sense that, yeah, there is a little bit of confusion there. Let's try Torrance and Eric. Eric, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on? Hey, you guys. Yeah, you know what? That I mean, that was a weird game last night. And I'm going to tell you right now, before you guys get on your soapbox, I love LeBron. I'm glad he's a Laker. And that move by AD was horrible. I called it before it even actually happened. But the thing is, when, when LeBron goes into hero mode, it kills me. Because, you know, the first three he made right at the end of the game was, was perfectly fine. It was within the flow of the game. And he made that rhythm shot and it went in. But I knew he was going to come back and try to go for another three to create that distance between the team without using his teammates. And I just think that sometimes he throws the flow of the game out of rhythm. Players don't play well around him in in crucial moments like that because he's trying to take it all himself. And I just, I just really, it's predictable almost, you know, and I, and I can't see if you guys can, I want to see if you guys can see that. And have you, and what's Eric, I'll jump in. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I'm not a fan of, I hate the dribbling around. I just hate it. I hate no movement. I hate isolation basketball. I hate somebody. Lakers did it. Minnesota did it. And you're going to see a lot of teams in the playoffs do it. When it comes down to the end of games, you you find not all. There's some franchises that just don't do that. But there's a lot of times that you have in this situation, in this predicament, um, even the three that LeBron took and he hit the three, I don't know if that was in the flow of an offense. It was no different than the next shot that he took. It's just that Braun can step up in some of those opportunities and hit that shot um, where other players don't even want to take that shot. I don't disagree that it takes away from the flow of the game, It's but it comes with the territory with Braun. It, it, going back to what he asked specifically, 
yes, I agree with you. I it felt like from the second he came across the half court on that second possession, um, it was it Aaron or Eric? Uh I, I agree with you. I thought he was gonna take the same shot again, and he did. We we just if you've watched a lot of Laker basketball this year, when he makes one or two, he's going to do it again. It's, there's a he little bit kind of, of the heat same check. thing too, where he's sizing you, you, you up. You can feel it, mm-hmm. right? That he's trying to get you to back up a little bit because he might go to the hoop, but then he's going to let it go. And last night, particularly, he was just done. He was just out of gas, and that was one of those because he's such a smart player, because he is tactical in how he uses his resources. This was one of this possession is not going to determine the game. The next one might. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy myself 30 seconds to just kind of stand mm. here. So when the end of the game comes around and I do have to attack the rim, I got a little bit of fuel left in that tank. That's what that feels. Look, LeBron takes some bad shots now. He he does. He has some bad turnovers now. He does. They're more than it used to be. I still want the ball in his hands at the end of the game. I still want him making the decision at the end of the game. I want him to be the one that I'm going to win or lose with, just like last night. Which is fine, but dribbling for 20 seconds is terrible not a good – And I think that's position. his point. I think his point yeah. is that it's okay if Bron's got the ball in his hand, but when four other guys are just watching LeBron James, yeah, that's that's – if I'm the defense, I'm saying, all right, I'll live with this. It was a bad possession, and you get more of those with LeBron now than you used to, and I think it's just based on – I need a minute, and it, and and he just. Good point. I I don't. What'd know. you say? He played forty five. Forty five minutes, and I don't know if it's just one of these. Okay, I because ideally, if you need a minute, throw the ball to Anthony Davis, throw it to Dennis Schroeder, and you take a breath while those four guys try to initiate a play. That's a better option. But he's LeBron James. Well, it's can I? It's not going to happen. Can a lot. I give you an example? If you think Bron needs a minute in a game where he's thirty eight years old, in game eighty three of the season. Because you're not even in the playoffs yet. He played 45 minutes. How many times did you see Anthony Edwards, who's, what, 21 years old, uh-huh. where you're like, he's tired. He's oh, gassed. For sure. That's the 21-year-old compared to Braun, who's 38. We we still do LeBron an incredible disservice. That we, we, we judge him versus the guy he was eight years ago, six years ago. That's a good point. It's just, it's just unfair. That, judge him against that, himself. That, that the best version of LeBron James from whatever it was, eight, ten years ago, that that might be the greatest player anybody has have ever seen, and if it's not, he's damn close. That this is a guy in his twentieth year that's still close enough to that. That we're like, oh, why was it, why'd you take such a bad shot? Because <laughs> he's on empty. That, that that's why, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't think there's any other sinister reasoning behind it other than. I need a minute, mm-hmm. and I know I'm going to have to go at this again. You could you could see it, but I, you could I, see it. We talked about. And listen, maybe we never see this, but we talked about Darvin Ham a little bit earlier. Those are some of the moments where you do want to see your coach, where you want to say, I know my guy is, he needs a breather, but I have to have him in the game. I'm going to make sure that in this situation, in this moment, I'm not relying on LeBron James to dribble the ball for 20 seconds and take a, listen, can Bron hit the three? Yes, he hit it yesterday. But can Bron also have... I'm tired. I'm probably just going to take a shot that is not the best shot that we can have. Those are certain moments where you say, all right, is can Darvin Ham drop something or do something where maybe Bron's a decoy for a quick second on a yeah. possession? I have a much bigger problem with his turnovers than I do with his bad shots. The the bad shots, I can 
I don't love it, but it is what it is. He had some weird ones yesterday. He had some, some weird ones. That one yeah. where the ball's going out of bounds, he just kind of threw it over his head. That was a weird one. The inability to get the ball in bounds, and he threw a really bad pass in that situation. The, these are not things that you typically see from him. Fatigue. They won. You know, like, Fatigue. There, there was a ton of really not great stuff. I don't want to say bad stuff, but there was a lot of bad stuff, too. But going forward, do you... At the end of games, do you want LeBron to be the one shooting? Do you care if it's him? Do you want him to be AD? Do you want, want to be the anybody ball in else? His hands. I, I don't. I, I want. I, what last night is a good example. What last hap- What happened last night is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Had he gone to the basket and tried to go up, sure. fine. Sure. Had he pulled up for a jumper, fine. You sure. trust his decision. Had, had he had p- kick it, fine. I want the ball in his hands to decide what to do next. I don't want. Anthony Davis, who's been really good, initiating that with LeBron, waiting for the ball to come to him. I want the ball to start with him. Yeah, and and Bron is that's his. Bron, remember, used to get all the criticism for making the right basketball play. Mm-hmm. That's who he is. He actually said that post game. He's he like, look, this is that's what I've done my entire career. After he said something weird about Anthony Davis. <laughs> now, if he took a step back, twenty seven footer, that's a bad shot. That's an issue. Yeah. But if he drives to the basket and is relying on himself to get open or drawing a foul or kicking it to a wide-open Dennis Schroeder, that's a good when basketball play. When he put his head down and started going to the basket, I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens next, I'm a, the, the, had he sure. launched yeah, right. a jumper from way out there, I was like, I don't know about that. But the second he starts, whatever happens next, well, think we'll about see. it. You said you you try to sometimes put yourself in the other teams or other fan base. Anything but him driving to the basket. If Minnesota saying, <laughs> "Hey, you're going to take a twenty five footer," they'll live with it. Yeah. If he starts putting his head down, going to the basket, like, well, that's not good. Yeah. So, what happens next? How do we feel about what happens next after what we just saw? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Have you gotten into the macaroons that are in the kitchen yet? I've not. Kate's came back from Paris, and he brought real Parisian macaroons, a box that are in there right now. Just saying, if you're into that sort of thing, that's a pretty good way to go. I could go without them. Like, there, there's certain things in the kitchen that I just instantly get into. That I walked by a couple times, no problem. Real French ones? Like, not something that's uh, an American that's knockoff? A, that's a much better pitch. <laughs> yeah, like, like, those were in Paris yesterday. <laughs> It's a good pitch. <laughs> I mean, that's that's different. Good pitch. That, Emily, did you have one? I did. I had, I think it was like a raspberry. Okay. It was definitely a fruit one. It was really yummy. Mine Thank was you, quite Hates. good, too. Taylor, did you get into one of those? No, I'd rather mess with that Easter candy back there. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. That, that layout they had back there. 
Yeah. Yeah. In the bullpen. But it's a bunch Phil's of like loose, it's a bunch of loose candy. No. Yeah. That's no. what I don't ne- like about that. Oh, that's better. <laughs> never. Better because never. if Greg puts his hands in there, yeah, then I put exactly my hands why. in right after. No, like yeah. if it's like a bunch of individually wrapped Starburst, exactly. sure. No, no, but no, it's like no, a no, loose no. bowl of Skittles, get the heck out of they here. They need to uh, breathe. You got to air out a little bit. <laughs> ask, ask Michael Thompson about when he uses the men's room, and then go stick your hand in that uh, bowl. Of oh, oh give me a macaroon that's been flying for four thousand miles. <laughs> it, in the air. Fresh. It was yesterday. Baked yesterday. Yeah. In the box. Right. Rudy, go bear food. <laughs> I'm with you, Taylor. Stand strong. You guys are philistines. You don't know the finer things in life, like Parisian macaroons. They're pretty good. That's a waste of time. <laughs> Sedano was. I texted a little bit with him about it. He, he kind of got me going a little bit, but it's the so, way of cooking a steak for people who don't like cooking steaks. It's a lot of work, and it's just put it in the pan and then pop it in the oven. It's not it's that complicated. Really not, yeah, it's not that difficult. No, it's it's really not. Kevin is in the valley. Kevin, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Kev? Guys, guys, Travis Lee, love you guys, love the show. Hey, we got to calm down, man. This is the playoffs. Uh, the game is going to slow down. Um, different things are going to happen. The Lakers are fine. They got heavy legs. Last night was a weird game, but they pulled it out. Their defense pulled it out, guys. Come Sunday, they're going to beat Memphis by at least by at least ten. So, Kevin, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. You feel the same way today as you felt before that game? I, I do, Slee. I do. I'm going to tell you why. Their defense. Their defense is on point when they want to play that defense. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that switch that we always talk about, they know they could turn it on and turn it off. That's a really risky game to play. That's a really risky game to play. And, Kevin, we appreciate you calling in. Believe it. And I don't know how much that was. I don't want to take it away from the Lakers. Minnesota was awful at the end of that yes. game. Memphis yeah. is not going to be – by the way, Memphis is also going to have the rest. They're going to also have their plays. I know they're, gonna, they're missing a couple of their bigs, but that's a – let, let's put it this way. If that was an outlier game by itself and the Lakers finished off the season crushing the Suns and crushing the Jazz and not going to overtime and beating the Clippers and all that, that's about five straight games where the Lakers have looked eh or not good. So I, I still I clump those games together. That was a good defensive effort there in the fourth quarter, but it was more that Minnesota couldn't make a shot more than the Lake. They they missed some a good really shot. good looks. Mm-hmm. They missed they, they missed some wide open shots. They hit one or two of those. The Lakers lose. Lakers defense was good, but it what that that was not what the Lakers did. It's what the Minnesota Timberwolves couldn't do. There, there was not a the Lakers went on that fifteen to two run. It wasn't one of those where all of a sudden every shot the Lakers made was knocked down, where they couldn't get the ball over half court, where they were getting steals, where they were getting turnovers. It was a bunch of missed shots and a lot of them good shots and for, for Minnesota for both teams too. When when you say even if the Timberwolves had a turnover, Lakers would follow up with a turnover. If Minnesota had a bad there was shot, that one Lakers st- would have a a bad shot. Was it in overtime or regulation where they took turns turning it over? Where it LeBron. Was was yeah, it regulation in the fourth where they had the there was a throw out of bounds and then an yep. over and back violation then yep. a foul it was just it was the LeBron going for the loose yes. ball too that, oh that's right that was in there as well like calling that a foul that wasn't a foul let them dive for the ball yeah. Bron is diving Bron is diving for the ball it was like I, watching college basketball at that point in time I, I will say that I, I think you know the main thing to get across is this they did win the game and they did survive to move on and I do think these four days of rest are going to be so important for the Lakers but at the same time you can't ignore what you watched yesterday and you can't ignore the last week of basketball that the Lakers had 
it wasn't that good of basketball. It just no, wasn't. And I think wasn't. that's you can say that without um, you know, and and still talk about how things could change against the Memphis Grizzlies, but if they play like they did yesterday over this last week or over this last week, that's not good for the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies will beat the Lakers if they play anything like they did yesterday there, there or the week go. before. That's exactly what I was going to mention out that they won, great. If they play like this, they're going to be not only uh, an out, they're going to be a relatively – if they perform like they performed last night, they will not beat Memphis. They need to play a lot better than they I think they, they will, too. Night. I think they will. I think with a little bit of rest, I you don't – You think they'll play better? I think they'll play better. I think they'll play better on Sunday because they've got four days of rest. And the first round is interesting because you do get a couple of double days off in there. I, 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 It's the end of the season. LeBron still had that foot thing that two people told him to get fixed. I don't even want to say, but Anthony Davis is past the the point where you start to think, oh boy, okay, we're we're on borrowed time here. Thirty straight games, yeah, he's been he's been been terrific. Mm -hmm. That when they start going heavy every other day, which is in the second round, I hope I hope that we get to see what it looks like. Put it to you that way. I thought that they'd take care of Memphis. I don't want to say easily, but I thought they'd win that series. And now. I'm I'm a little bit more skeptical. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I, I need to see what that first game looks like because if it looks anything like that and they look like they got dead legs, then they're in big big trouble. But that that's my point of it's okay to point. You could have walked into yesterday's game feeling a certain way, and you're walking out of yesterday's game feeling another way. Yeah. If if the Lakers went and took care of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and by the time you got to halftime, instead of the Lakers down 11, they're up 11. That by the time you got to the fourth quarter, LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's more just, hey, this is a matter of time until this game's over. They had to go OT against a Timberwolves team that was very thin, and they needed, you know, obviously every one of those minutes to make it happen. Dan in Oak Park, you're next. Dan, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Dan? Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, first of all, I had a great time at the pickleball tournament. You guys, uh, everybody kind of showed up. You know, it's a fun sport. But me and now uh, the most, right? What's that? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Uh, people forget Memphis has Ja Morant. That guy scored 28 points in one quarter against us oh. earlier this year. I mean, he is, that guy is an absolute freaking superstar. All right. He, he can he can take a team. So it, it'll be interesting, but they're tired. I'm going to go back to the Clippers game. Why were they playing LeBron and AD when they were down 20 with about eight minutes to go? They tried to win that game. They had no chance. I was screaming, get them out of there. Please get them out of there. Well, the game before that, too, you know, logging in those minutes, I think Bron had to go 38 AD had to go 42. It's a game against the Jazz in OT. They didn't help themselves in the final week. They were just kind of trying to get to the finish line. But they got there, and now they're in. So, And now they have a little bit of wiggle room for a bad night. If they if they have, let's say they play very similar to what we saw in the play-in, okay, you lost the opening game. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's what you're supposed to, if you're the seven seed playing the two seed on their floor, you're supposed to lose that game. Even if you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two seven. We don't. What, what is it? Two thousand eight. The last time a seven beat a two in the West. I haven't seen. Yeah, I, I didn't I, see. I, it. I think I read that Emily. That was in your notes this morning. Was it two thousand eight or two thousand ten? The last time a seven beat a two in the West. It's been. It's been a long time. Is the point? It's. They're not supposed to win. And if they look like you know what in that first game, all right, fine. But if they. <laughs> If they look like it after a couple of games and they don't get a little fresher and they don't look crisper and you don't get a better performance from Russell and Reeves and Vanderbilt and Beasley, they're going to get beat. 
Mm-hmm. The, the, those guys have to get LeBron and AD could kind of give you what they gave you last night, minus the foul at the end. And you got a chance to beat those guys. But you need help from those other you're guys. You're going to need yeah. those other guys to step up, or you're going to be in a weird and it spot. Was the Spurs in Tessin time with the last seven seed to win the first round? That's a long time ago. It's mm-hmm. 13 years ago. Wasn't it kind of funny? All those, the, what is it? The, well, I guess it changed now. Clippers will obviously not be favorites against the Suns. Warriors will be favorites against the Kings. And I think before yesterday's game, I'm not 100%, but I was listening to some podcasts. I thought it was basically a coin flip, as in Lakers and the Grizzlies. That's got to lean a little bit more towards... I, I'm assuming. I don't know. May, maybe Vegas does it a certain way, but... The Lakers are always going to get more because they're the Lakers. Yep. They're, they're always going to get a The bet, public likes it. The public likes them. More they're a popular, popular. team to bet on, but mm-hmm. they they need to play a lot yeah. better. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing that's weird for the NBA, and we talked about this the other day, Let's say the Lakers and the Warriors both win, mm-hmm. okay? And now you've got a second-round matchup between the 6-7 teams. That's bad for the NBA's regular season. I, I, It's great for the playoffs because you get Steph versus LeBron. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really fun, and I want to see that too. But if you're just basically saying, look, I'm just going to kind of sit over here and spin my wheels for six months, and then when it's go time, I'll hit the gas, that's not good for that league at large. But also don't bet against LeBron or Steph in the postseason, of course which not. is what everyone says. Of, of course not. And, and that's w- But they're making their point, right, that I'm going to take my 40 games off. I'm going to take my 25 games off that I can just kind of float through this because I know when it's go time I can do it. Why would I really get super invested in a regular season game if I know that until we get to March, we're really not trying to get right? But do you think the Lakers were the Clippers load management style on those players? AD was out. LeBron was out. Like I, I think they, they fell into manage. seven. Yep. Not because I. A lot of times it happens where I'm just teams... talking about missing games. I'm not even talking about load man. I'm saying that because the more games that are getting missed, the le- and the right teams are air quote right teams are coming out of this, yeah. then you're going to see more load. Like maybe you're not hurt, but maybe you're hurt, and just why don't you take the next two weeks off? That's bad news because it's not going to affect you in the doesn't postseason. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care if I'm the set, especially a team like the Warriors and the Lakers. Warriors are maybe a little bit weird because they're so bad on the road this year. But do you really think that they're sweating Sacramento and the fact that Sacramento has the home court at all? No, I they're don't. They're sweating because they're good. No, no, I don't. And I think that's why teams like the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the and the uh, and the Kings are saying we have to play the regular season because maybe the only chance we have against a team like that is Game Sevens in our house. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't know if we've ever done this before, but I want to start with a uh, tweet here in the dumps, Lee. This is from Lake Show Boss, who says they're going to be the first team since 2010 to have a seven beat a two, and they'll be the lowest seed ever to win a chip. Hashtag book it. Do you seeing what we've seen both last night and over the last week or so, like you've been saying, do you think that the Lakers can win four playoff series in a row with the sort of basketball they've put together over the last few weeks? My biggest concern with the Lakers is their longevity. 
The season's going to continue to go. There, eight, yesterday was game eighty-three. Mm-hmm. Okay, now listen, Bron missed games, AD missed games, but you can see in the way they're playing, they look tired. They do. So the question is going to be: You got a series coming up against Memphis. Uh, actually, this is a better way of putting it. You can't drop o two to the Grizzlies. You know how they say, "Well, a series doesn't start until somebody wins on the other guy's floor." If you drop 0-2, you got to win four of the next five against Memphis. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, my biggest concern is, do they have the gas to get two rounds in? What are they going to look like? And that's a tall task. It and, is. And it, it's not me being pessimistic on the players. It's not me being pessimistic on the roster. It's they look like a team that didn't get the luxury of sitting guys at the end. Phoenix sat their guys. Uh, go, um, uh, Denver sat there, guys. Memphis sat there, guys. Sacramento. Guys got Milwaukee, Boston. They all got – all these top teams got to rest. Lakers did not get that luxury. That's why I think – the last thing. It's the Lakers – if everybody has X amount of gas in their field, the Lakers have having to been burning gas for the last month, right? The, the Warriors really haven't. The Warriors were going to be in the playoffs. The Clippers really haven't. They're going to be in the playoffs. And certainly Memphis, Phoenix, you know, um, uh, Denver – They've just been kind of, okay, let us know when it's go time again. The Lakers have been in go time for 30 days. Several weeks. Yeah. Several weeks. And so while everyone else is starting with the needle all the way to the right on, on F, yeah. they've burned a quarter of a tank already, right? They're, they're not empty, but they've already spent that they stuff that the other teams haven't had to do. Doesn't that also make sense that if you don't get one of these first two games against Memphis, think about oh, it's the a, laboring. It's a wrap. And, and they we, got they, they got to win one. And we just said, Trav, that usually a series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. I've never subscribed to that. I don't think that applies for the Lakers here. You go down 0-2, and now you have to win four of the next five against the Memphis Grizzlies. That's it. I don't care who you are. Winning, if you're playing in the playoffs, you're playing a good team. You're not winning four or five against a good team very often. Very, very rarely. I've never subscribed to that. you got to get one of those games. And and then it's then kind it of, changes everything. Yeah. And th- now now it's a series. Now yeah, you're going to have. I agree. You got to get one of those first two if you're the road team to really make it interesting along the way. A Salt Lake. I love this word by the way. I'm glad you had this in there, Emily. Consortium. I <laughs> love that. A Salt Lake consortium led by former Utah Jazz owner Gail Miller plans to pursue a Major League Baseball franchise in the coming years. Uh, Rob Manfred told ESPN back in July that he would love to get to 32 teams. I don't know if we need to expand baseball. Ba- baseball, like if, if somebody's got the money, they're going to do it. That, I mean, that Vegas, but Oakland can move to Vegas. Yeah, I, I'm okay with teams moving around a little bit, but I don't feel like we have this surplus of great baseball players that we don't have enough places to put them. I don't know if that's good for the product. So Rob Manfred said um, he's going to wait on what happens with the A's in Tampa, right? Yeah. Those are two markets that have had issues getting a stadium. Sure. Uh, but that he does want to expand to 32 teams. Salt Lake City, Portland, and Nashville were three of the teams that they're looking at. Um, those Nashville all, would be good. N- Nashville, y- yeah, but I think Portland would be good. Portland's got a really, really good fan base. <laughs> they, they do. First of all, the weather in Portland—you'd have to build it inside, which you could do. But yeah, Portland, Nashville, and Salt Lake are not big cities. Mm-hmm. They're really kind of mid-sized cities. And Cincinnati right? is. It's not, but it's still there. That's not the point. Do you need you? You actually answered your own question. Do you want another Cincinnati Reds in the league? Do do you do you want another? Uh, Tampa in the league? Do you want another Kansas City in the league? So it's kind of funny. No, and, and, and maybe the, that's the size of the cities. Maybe in different markets, this is a different, or I'm sorry, different sports. So 
in the NFL, it could be any market. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're unique like it that. It does matter in basketball and sure. does matter in baseball, but I got no pro- I, I love rooting for it. If there's, I'm going to just give it, what was it, Tampa right now that start out the season, they're 11 and 0. 11 and 0. Okay. I love those stories. I want more of those. Sacramento is going to, about how to face the Golden State one? Warriors. Sacramento's about to face Golden State Warriors. They haven't been in playoffs since 2006. Exactly. But I mean, the Rays are good. But the market doesn't dictate to me my interest. No, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm not, you're right. The Rays are a cool story. Sacramento is a cool story. It took Sacramento 20 years to have one good team. That's mm-hmm. not good for the league. Yeah, but uh, it's I, not good for the league if the Reds have been bad for 30 years. It's I, bad. I don't care if the Cubbies are good or if the Pirates are good. Yeah. I, I don't the care about. The product, generally speaking, is worse with more bad teams. The more mm-hmm. bad teams you add, and the teams are typically good but your point was more okay so yours is less dictated on the market yours is just on how many teams are out there and you're spreading out the base of the amount of baseball Mid-market players market teams are far more likely to be bad small market teams are far more likely to be bad than big market teams and there's only small and mid markets left i don't need more bad teams yeah i, I could also describe a ton of bigger market teams that have also been bad yeah they have a better chance of getting good, though. The Mets, the, they, they, all of a sudden, you get it right, you get it right, you get it right in a hurry. You get an owner. Yeah. You right. get an owner of that. Right. That makes a big difference. And you can make a small bit. Is there enough Peter Seidlers in Cincinnati and Kansas City to make that go? No, but there could be enough just more of the money ball tactic of some of these Does, smaller markets that don't have that a choice. It doesn't work. It doesn't have to be money ball, <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm saying... Terrible. I'm saying teams that are good because they have... A good owner, good GM. They got to build a smaller way. Shohei Otani had another Shohei Otani night last night. He was terrific. He gave up one hit through seven innings. He struck out six guys along the way. And according to Sport Radar, uh, at two and zero, he is the 14th major league pitcher since 1901 to pitch at least 19 innings through his first three starts, allow one earned run or fewer, and strike out at least six in each inning. I feel like we have an Otani is the first yada 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 thing every single week this might be the wilt thing and like <laughs> it definitely will be it definitely it'll be well it won't be wilt is the top of the list or on the list his list is just him who's mm-hmm. the only player to yada 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 otani otani you can answer it just like that um uga university of georgia needs a new dog right the the Uga's 10 emily or is it Uga x Uga 10 Uga 10 uh, is retiring as the official mascot of the Bulldogs. Um, they need a new one, Slee. So if you have any any Bulldog recommendations, An English for Bulldog, them, yeah, the, one of the the little one of these guys, not the little flat faced ones that people carry. Well, they in have the purse. Boom. Boom is coming up next. He's a ten month old English Bulldog, but oh. it's Uga ten is a hard one to follow because they won uh, two chips under Uga. You know, it's been a while, so he might get canned in five years if they don't get one. <laughs> yeah, Kirby Smart stays, but Ugga's got to go. That's great. Uh, Anthony Rendon was talking about grabbing that fan the other day. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff that's happened over the last three years. It's just compounded one way or the other. I was actually talking to my wife about it. Like, man, we've been through a lot of crap. I'm one to hold it in, and maybe that was the moment that made me explode for whatever reason. And it sucks. That's kind of a good explanation as to what happened. That. I came here, I took everybody's money, and I haven't played well. And I, I At least it was real. It sounds night. genuine. Yeah. You don't get that. I mean, there's a lot of times somebody would just put out BS there. That one sounds genuine. He may be, pitching aside, mm-hmm. he may be the, the difference between them being really good or not. Mm-hmm. If he's good and he's off to a decent start. Is he they, the Muncie of... Uh, he's a much better player than Muncie. 
I mean, as evidenced by $38 million a year. <laughs> but yes, yes, if he can protect those other two guys a little bit, it's a very, very different team. Let's do a little super crosstalk. Woo, 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 woo. All right, John, I want to start right here. And I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about the Lakers, but I okay. just, you're, you're, you're calling the game. Yeah. Anthony Davis gets whistled for that foul. First thing that goes through your head. Um, maybe top three boneheaded <laughs> plays I've ever seen by a Laker. Yeah. It's brain it, fart. Yeah. As he put it. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I, I appreciate his effort trying to get out there, but you sure. cannot, under any condition, even go anywhere near that guy's landing area. Okay, I'm a big... But end of game situations in the NBA, there is not anybody that's good at them. Not one, <laughs> not any team in the league. Is it because they're hard to do? Is it because they're not coached well? Is it because people lose their minds in their stressful situations? All of the above, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, the Lakers got that game at home because earlier in the year, New Orleans had the exact same situation, and they didn't guard Matt Ryan. And Austin Reeves threw it to Matt Ryan, and he threw in a three and right. sent the game to overtime, just like last night. And then the Lakers won it in overtime. But um, that was an incredibly <laughs> tense game. Yeah, it was just like uh, it, the I thought several times that that. I was going to have a game on Friday night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so you, you, he was one of the few, John. You were the few walking in here saying, guys, this is not going to be a yeah, walk Yeah, Trev, you were a little off on your Lakers by a million and prediction. Six. Six. Yeah. Six or a million. <laughs> what are you going to do? They yeah. ended up winning by six. No. But they did win. But see, the thing is that you and Mason don't watch the Lakers like I do. The Lakers haven't won by a million over anybody <laughs> I was all year. They were due. I was going yeah. with the due theory. <laughs> I mean, could, but they really haven't blown anybody out. We, we had a game in New Orleans where they were up by 40. Yeah. Yeah. And and New Orleans came storming back in the fourth, That's and they had to put AD no, back mm -hmm. in the game. They're, they're okay. Th that being said, yes, it wasn't a million; it was only six. Isn't that the exact recipe for a blowout? What we saw last night, where their best player had the worst night of his life, their second best player was in foul trouble. That 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 Anthony Davis and LeBron James were both pretty good, right? That you're at home and still despite the they were so thin six minutes without a basket if right. i would have told you anthony edwards is going to go two for whatever it was 20 he's going to go over the three-point line carl anthony towns is going to spend almost the entire fourth quarter on the bench with foul trouble they're going to have a five-minute stretch where they don't score a field goal what's the result of the game you'd be like lakers by a million right but if i came back at you with d'angelo russell went one for nine mm -hmm. austin reeves went bad. two for seven so was he yeah um, they got zero points, zero out of Jared Vanderbilt, mm -hmm. yeah. the starter on the team. I, you would say, well, is it possible they could lose that game? And it was. I saw Bergman at halftime. I ran into him, and I said, if the Lakers play like this, not only will they lose tonight, they'll lose on Friday. Yeah, and all the energy that they expended as well. Yeah, uh, but I'll say this about the crowd. Mace, did you stay for the whole game? No, I did not. I left in the third quarter. I heard your call the rest I of the way. I figured you did. Yeah, when they were down 16, I, I left. And you you assumed like I did, not their night. By the way, and listen to you, and I, I thought a couple of times you were like, now if uh, this holds up on Friday, the Lakers would Oh, play. I was preparing and then, everybody for and then Friday. Michael Thompson's like, there's 14 minutes left. This game's not over yet. You did yes. that a couple of times. You sounded very depressed, very dejected. Mm -hmm. 
Michael Michael once put a game in the refrigerator yeah. that the Lakers were losing. Yep. <laughs> think about that. Think about that. Game yep. this year. Yeah. Yeah. They are both yeah. polar opposites. Where Michael, it's <laughs> Lakers went up six to two, and he's like, "This thing's over." It's all right. <laughs> John, if they're if Lakers are up twenty, you're like, "Okay, let's pace this thing let's out here. Slow your roll." Okay. Here, so yeah. you bounced, and you were already saying, "Okay, on Friday." I was kind of in the point where as long as they get it to within 10 by the start of the fourth quarter, I still think not in a great spot, but they're in a spot that they wasn't can win it, the game. It was 10, wasn't it? I think it was either 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah. It, was it, was right there. It, it was right around Striking there. When it got distance, to 15 yeah. in the third quarter, like, okay, this is probably not going to happen. Right. But Minnesota wasn't playing particularly well. Well, it's especially just, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Towns was great, and Conley was great. Conley, Conley was fantastic. Was ridiculous. But Towns yeah. was in foul trouble. So you knew that that was going to go a certain way. You knew that Bennett – why do I keep calling him Bennett? Edwards couldn't get anything going at all. The reason you keep saying Bennett is Bennett was the low am at the Masters. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But I keep calling yeah. him Anthony Bennett. That number one overall pick yeah. was a total bust. Oh, yeah, total bust. Anthony yeah. Edwards was the number one overall pick, so yeah, there you go. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe, maybe that's, that's where it is. Maybe that's what it was. I, I asked John this before you sat yes. down, Mace. When so were you at home? Were you watching it on TV? Yeah, by the time? I heard the third quarter, the rest of the third okay. quarter uh, in the car, and then I saw the fourth quarter. When at home. AD fouled Conley oh. at the end of the game, you were. I thinking. thought after Dennis Schroeder hit the shot, I'm like, <laughs> right that's it. I even uh, John's call, I've heard on the radio. Yeah. John's call was like, game winner, game winner. There's <laughs> yeah. the game winner. Should have been. been. Of course, it should have yeah. been. You know, Anthony Davis would make that mistake, nice. which I. Was that a foul? I guess it was a foul. Yeah, it was a foul. The Anthony Davis yeah, was play was a foul. It's kind yeah. of a ticky-tack one, but it's a foul. Well, yeah, if they would have had their challenge, they would have used it. And by the way, Trav, I know we've been texting about this. Yeah. Under the Emily Hebel plan, oh. where if you keep your challenge if you're right, mm-hmm. they could have challenged again. Right. And, and what I was telling you is, if you do that, M, if you add... If you uh, Because I used to advocate for what you're advocating for. I said, why am I being punished if I'm right? Right. And they said to me, there are two things... That if you advocate for, they are absolute non-starters. Anything, any rule that adds more time to the game right. is a non-starter. And anybody that says, I got a plan to lower the amount of games in the season, the NBA just says, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's thanks the, for coming. That, that, isn't that's that the Steve, the Steve Kerr plan? Like is Steve Kerr keeps advocating games. for 66, and if you yeah. ask Adam Silver about it, he'll just roll <laughs> well, his eyes. Well, they'll just load manage 66. Yeah. It's yeah. Not yeah, like they'll they'll get 66 yeah. games on their terms if yeah. you're not going to give it to them on their terms. I just have a problem with if there's a mistake that the coach can see from the bench was wrong, and I say, hey, you blew it, and I'm right while well, I'm done with that right now. I understand the idea of not wanting to extend games and yeah. make them longer. I, I understand that. But if replay is designed to fix egregious mistakes and you make five egregious mistakes, I shouldn't be punished because I only get to do well, it Well, maybe this will make you feel a little better. They're not going to let you do that. But if the ref that made the five mistakes will be fired, they <laughs> yeah. get rid of the bottom I, 5% okay every year. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the bottom Let me ask about one play in particular, which was the loose ball foul that was called on LeBron James with yeah. both both guys diving on the floor. If that had gone to review, and again, the Lakers had used their review, how would that have gone? I think they, they were still both yeah, diving I, after but, the ball. But um, the first guy had possession. I think LeBron initiated the contact. I think that would have been a foul. He went, now, what about he the Anthony Davis I, I play? I hate the call. Yeah, I, I, I hate did the not call. like the call. Guys the, diving for a loose ball. Guys diving for a loose ball. Mm-hmm. See, if I was a ref, I would not have called Anthony Davis for that bump because the last it, play of the game yeah, of regulation it decides the game. And Conley had already let go of the ball. 
He'd let go of the ball, but don't you have to let a guy land cleanly? You do have to let him. Yeah, yeah, but I probably let him land cleanly. If I'm a ref, if I'm about to blow my whistle with 0.1 to decide the game, <laughs> it better be full-on assault. I, I just probably wouldn't have done it. But that's, I'm let, not sure they would have won that review. I, let's say that it's flipped around. It's LeBron James taking that three, yeah. and, and Anthony Bennett clips him. You want that Anthony call. Edwards. Anthony Bennett. Did Anthony I say Bennett, Bennett again? Yeah, yeah. again? If Anthony, Anthony Bennett, Bennett came back and played in the league, yes. I actually Bennett. think we should only call him <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> Moving forward. Let's find Anthony Bennett. What's Anthony, he doing now? Anthony Bennett was like the key to last you night's game. Those that you just keep getting the name wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do that all the time. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Anthony Edwards. Yeah. You want that call. Yeah. When You want that call. When Jaden McDaniels and Jared Vanderbilt were on the same team, yeah. I, can, yeah. I would always confuse those guys. <laughs> you know. And, and by the way, Trav, here's your nightmare. There are two. Jalen Williams. Oh, yeah. In the starting Thunder. lineups on OKC. <laughs> And they both start. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't one of them go by J, I think? No, one goes by J. Will and one goes by J. Dub. Yeah, but our audience doesn't know that. Yeah, good luck. So I just said Jalen Williams anytime either one of them had the <laughs> ball. Yeah. Mace, you had a seat right next to me. Where were you? you I didn't your, know I had a seat. You had your name tag right, right there. I didn't know. Nobody told me I had a seat. In fact, I was so told where did specifically. You watch the game? I, I watched it from uh, our suite. Uh, where I now, I the, thought you were committed to stay for the whole game. What happened? Um, I it, it was happened. going well. It wasn't going well, and I thought, well, maybe I am the jinx. Maybe oh. I should leave. I, okay, so now, your now, own now based on the fact that you left and came back and won, you can't go anymore. No, no, because I think it's a new series. <laughs> new series, new attitude. New... I was getting a lot of you jinxed us during that. First, I was too. The first I was too half on the of Twitter. the game. Well, I, the third quarter not, of the game. Let's not sugarcoat this. I ran into several people at halftime that that were making plans for Friday night, yeah. including me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought this just isn't doesn't feel right, and I I said they're not defending the three point line. Uh. D'Angelo Russell doesn't have it tonight for some reason, um, and Minnesota's playing like a team possessed. Hitting big shots every time when Lakers were going yeah. to run. Yeah, mm-hmm. And by the way, right at the end of that, I thought, like, end of the second quarter, okay, Lakers have figured it out. Then Minnesota goes on a 13-2 mm-hmm. run right at the end of the quarter. The Lakers never made their run, though, right? The NBA is about runs. The Lakers didn't have it that run. It was just sort of inching their inching way, way back it, Usually, it. even yeah. a bad team's going to have that 15-5 to five run at yeah. some point, right? And the Lakers are not a bad team. They're, I think, a pretty good team right now. They never really had it. They could not do anything right last night, and they still wiggled off the hook. You know who I watched the second quarter with? USC Athletic Director Mike Bone. Wow. How was that? Yeah. It was actually good. Did were you, you like, were you like Keyshawn? Did you call him Bonehead? No, no, I did yeah. not. Uh, That's and the I question. did not, and That's I did not call him Boney the way uh, Scott Kaplan calls him Boney. Yeah, they're boys. Yeah. They're buddies. Well, they he, he used to be at San Diego State he years did. and years ago. Yeah. Right? Did, did you yeah. ask him why they keep adding offensive coaches instead of defensive I ones? Said, I said, no. <laughs> you know what? To me, this this does make sense. It does make sense. The floor is yours. Explain it to me. It is. To me, it is the Lane Kiffin to Alabama. It is the Steve Sarkeesian to Alabama. It's the offensive coordinator getting another bright guy, another great set of eyes sure. to look at what's going on. By the way, and Wait, it's really. So the 45 points a game they averaged last year isn't enough for more, you? <laughs> no, because, because constantly offenses in college football are evolving, and there are concepts, I think, Baker that, Mayfield, that he can bring to it. Kyler Murray, Caleb Williams. Lincoln Riley knows how to put the ball in the end zone. Right, they, they, he is a brilliant offensive football coach. They they might go from forty five to forty eight with Cliff Kingsbury's in, eyeballs in there. In the that's in, not the in issue. In the end, it's a really good deal for 
Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, no, no, no. So it's a I, really good deal that for Cliff I Kingsbury because he's in the. I'm, uh, for he, a needs year, a, he needs a car wash. I'm going to take everything out and of the. And he's getting uh, paid by Arizona the for Riley, a lot of uh, years. Magic uh, yeah. beans, and I'm going to take it with me to go somewhere. That's it's great for Lincoln. Riley. But to to get another set of eyes on it, I'm I'm cool with. I need another set of eyes on the other side of the ball. I need any sets of eyes on the other side of the ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, aren't they bringing the guy back from last year? Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, the Grinch, is, Alex, Alex Grinch. Who is just yeah. awful. Well, yeah. this is you have a car that goes 900 miles an hour that doesn't have any brakes and you add horsepower. Well, here's the thing. When I look right. at the actual, <laughs> right. when I look great at the analogy. recruiting, I don't see great defensive players coming in through the portal i see great well if you were a great defensive player would you go to usc the, the kid they got from oklahoma state a linebacker blanking on his name but he was a a, a very good player in the big yeah. 12 he's coming over okay so that, that's they just need 51 points a game <laughs> no they do just they're asking for much points. 48 to 46 let's just get to 49 yeah <laughs> we, we just need to get right over the well do, doesn't like nick saban normally send like nine of his 11 defensive starters to the nfl just about that's geez. where you want to go if you're just, so just uh, about. so bone asked me last night uh, what uh, what would you change about the uh, USC athletics program? And I said, you got to get a better radio station. <laughs> they re- mm. And you know what? They really they really do. I mean, I I, I don't know what station I don't even know what on, station they're on. I think they're on. I uh, think I know. Is it a news station? Yeah, I think they're on seven ninety. Are they on KBC? KBC. Yeah, they're on KBC. Well, see, the problem with that is, and I'm not just saying this because I work here, is that KBC isn't a sports station. Right. Correct. So basically, you're buying time for three hours, and then nobody talks about you. If you're on a sports station, if you're here, or if Mike's you're on, on five seventy, you're talking about it all week. Now he didn't say anything specific, but I said you know i did the uh the network pregame show for eight years and he said we'd love to have you back so so, are you, so is this you announcing you're going to kbc no <laughs> yeah. this is announcing that i i don't know could could usc football wind up back here i i hope so i did it for you're two adding years, saturday yeah no I, yeah, yeah. I, I had a blast doing pregame remember we used to throw those were you around Sleeve when we threw those tailgate oh, yeah. parties oh my god marcellus would uh dj he dj there was food yeah bristol, bristol farms, farms like yep, laid out exactly a spread oh, and, it was so good we gotta get I'm all in. that back yeah, get all that. that back that sounds like a deal well did you going back to the lakers did you guys see the schedule for the next round plenty of days off in between yeah, so here's it goes. two days between each game so it here here's the schedule sunday wednesday in memphis okay two days off then saturday monday here two days off two days off yeah or no one day off for you, the last you one. couldn't ask yeah. for anything better for the, right. lakers. For the you, lakers you really exactly. couldn't ask for anything yeah. better so it's kind of lining end, up for him. end of that game lebron was gassed he was he was gassed. 45 minutes yeah, i was mix. trying to explain that to michael and this was michael's take on it Oh, Ireland, don't even bring that up. These guys are fine. They're young. I go, why are they all bent over holding yeah. with their hands LeBron on their James knees? LeBron James is not young. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron James Michael has is apparently missed that. Go, go back to the other side. John, explain Minnesota in the last six minutes of regulation. How gassed did they look? All their well, guys played over 40 minutes. All five of their starters minutes, went north right? of 40 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. they were playing four and five because Edwards didn't have it. And Edwards, look how young he is. He looked gassed. Imagine Braun at 38, 17 yeah. years older, or whatever the case is. Towns and Conley were great. Yeah. Conley was I think yeah, they, they might win Friday. Wasn't Conley, I think Minnesota might win Friday. Didn't Conley hit eight threes, I think? Is at least I'd have to go back six. And look. I think it was six. Six? Yeah. yeah. Unless he had a cut. He had six at the end of regulation. Yeah. I don't think he, he hit one just, in overtime. And by the way, those three free throws. Clutch. Okay, oh, so the, fir- the first one, right? in. First one just... When you hit the, hit front, the front of the, of the rim, rim like that, you don't see a lot of front rim, side rim, and in. You see front rim and, and it drips clank. over, or front rim and it misses. 
the front rim, side rim, and in, you saw the look on his face where even he's like, yeah, that should not have gone in. Everything about that game last night yeah. was weird. Just they won and don't and move on. Don't, don't ever bring it up again. Just, yeah, just move on to the series. Survive in advance. Yes. Survive As in advance. Steve Lavin used to that, preach. That's what it was. Um, real quick from a factor cap. A guy, by the way, guys. who did not survive. <laughs> no. He, he got the one. He made it to every eight. Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, didn't he, he have like four straight Sweet 16? Many, many shirts yes. on the yeah. sidelines along the way. You're sitting next to a famous person on an airplane. Do you chat them up about their fame and their whatever it is that they're famous for? You do? Yeah. Sitting next to them? Yeah. Yeah, I, does it I matter do. who it is, or it's just a famous person that you recognize? Uh, no, it's got to be somebody I like, right? Like for it's and it's weird people for me. Like uh, weirdly, I was on a plane next to Catherine Keener. She's an actress. Oh, she's great. She's great. Yeah, and I had a long talk with Catherine Keener because I love talking to actors. Um, was she to, happy to talk about? Was she talk about her career? She was totally thrilled. Yeah, she okay. had a movie out called "The Where the Wild Things Are," which was like a really Wasn't cool movie that we the talked about. Love interest in Forty Year Old Virgin. That's yes. what I'm thinking yes. about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she was yeah. great. She's so, in Get Out. She's terrific. Yeah. It depends on the person, right? She's, I heard your Reggie Jackson story, my, which is great, where Reggie was like, he, don't you know who I am? He couldn't stand that my dad didn't care that he was Reggie Jackson. He couldn't tolerate that it. sounds like <laughs> that Reggie. That does sound like Reggie. Reggie's yeah. in the Reggie business. Yeah. I had a similar one with, I, I really don't even remember her name. She, this was a long time ago. She was on the Fox NFL pregame show. And we said we were traveling to the Super Bowl, and she said, "You know, where, where, why, why are you headed? To, I think it was New Orleans or whatever." And I said, oh, "I go and cover the game." Oh, do do you work? I said, "Yeah, I work in the radio business." She said, oh. And I just didn't say anything, right? And then, right. other than, did you find out later she was a, like she, a big star? Do you I, not know I who recognized was? her from TV? I couldn't quite place where I recognized her from, right. but she, two minutes later, I had her Have you bio. ever been the famous person? Never, in not the, once. Okay, so I'll tell you this weird story. Flying back from the Super Bowl, middle of the night uh, from Atlanta after the 2018 Super Bowl where the Rams <laughs> lost. Yeah. And middle of the flight, Rich Eisen walks up to me and says, Mike. I'm like, <laughs> no, Steve. No, Mike Martz. <laughs> no, Steve Mason. And he looked at the hair and he assumed I yeah. was Mike Martz. How great would it have been if, if you, you played that off? If you just played play that off. off. Yeah. So you just started talking about the Rams and how they Weirdly, didn't... I went back afterwards and I looked at the picture. That, the Mike Martz thing. If you had glasses on, you'd be very Mike exactly. Martzy. Yeah. So when I walk through Staples Center, people know who I am. But they call me by the wrong name all the time. What do they call you, Billy Mac? Uh, Billy Mac, Trudell, <laughs> and then one time this guy goes, "Hey, Jim Hill," and I I couldn't pass it up. I walked right up to him. I go, "Hey, how's nice it going? You. Will you sign this?" I signed it, Jim Hill, and I, I walked away. That's <laughs> terrific. Mason in Ireland coming up next. Super crosstalks powered by In and Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.